Hello, I'm Dakota. And I'm Beth. And this is a little bit different podcast episode today. Kind of a general announcement episode for Gruesome Gaming Group. Uh, Just for those that are in the know, uh, just check our Twitter and social media and uh, we'll update there. Starting soon, we will be uh, releasing everything on Wednesdays. And that is all of our channels, Leveling Duo, Brother Knows Quest, and Horrific History and Hauntings. Well, uh, for today's episode, uh, me and Beth are kind of doing a little bit of a oddball episode. I'm kind of being a co-host today with her for an episode of Horrific History and Hauntings, and we're going to be talking about uh, situations where video games have been insinuated to be the blame for violence in the world. Am I understanding that right? Yes. Okay. Which, like, we've all heard different stories before in the past, I'm sure, about uh, video games being the blame for uh, violent crimes and violent tendencies in youth and things of the past. Uh, Me personally, I can never really picture of anything that it was specifically blamed for for around here that I know of, though my parents and (laughs) grandparents were definitely the part of the bandwagon of saying that Violent video games made people violent. Yeah. People were violent long before video games. Yeah. It's just a matter of, I think, just trying to find a scapegoat. Yeah. It's not their fault. It's what they did that made them that way. Yeah. Not, but that's different situations. No judging for anybody. But personally, as far as video games go, I personally don't believe that they can influence you directly to be violent. If anything, they can be used for outlets of aggression, forms of uh, therapy in a way. They can be therapeutic, at least they are for me. But they're just, you know, different things for different people. Yeah, it's like on Sims. When you get mad at somebody, you just create a Sim like them and you lock them up and let them starve to death. Or you put a rug in front of the fireplace or the stove and let them catch on fire. And But don't, you don't do it in real life. You do it in the game. True. I mean, like, you want to have, like, a good, like, sense of reality. You know, like what's real versus what's fake in the video game. Yes. Sims don't go to jail. Humans in real life do. Which, I mean, like also to loss of human life is... Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just about the consequence of your actions, Beth. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for our listeners, uh, forgive me, I do have a little bit of the sniffles, a little congestion here and there, so I apologize if that uh, does bother anybody. I'm trying to keep it to a minimum. Yeah. It was either that or listen to Raimi's, which his voice is worse. Yeah, fortunately, the poor That's guy. That's why this is going down the way it is. Yeah, he's a little under the weather right now, and we kind of pretty much just told him to focus on recovery, and we're just kind of doing a filler episode here to kind of keep the flow going. Ramey did kind of like leave me a little bit of a list here, and so that's kind of what I'm going to try to go by today. Pretty much, while video games and game consoles have brought joy and entertainment into millions of people around the world... There have unfortunately been some real-world tragedies associated with them. There have been a few notable examples recently in history. When I say recently, within the last, you know, 30, 40 years. That's an entire perspective. (laughs) History is very long. 40 years is not very much. As far as uh, cyberbullying and online harassment, uh, it's definitely uh, two big major points to start off with. Uh, Essentially, with the ability to remain anonymous and being able to easily communicate with uh, other players in an online environment, unfortunately led to uh, cyberbullying incidents and harassment. And there have been studies, from what I've heard, done. I don't have anything specifically linked here. uh, But have led to cases of depression, anxiety, and even suicide in some extreme cases, which, like, let's be serious, guys. Like, regardless... It's, it's just not a video even game. Just, it's 
Well, yes. I mean, when you hear some of those kids while playing online shooting games, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is definitely bullying, but I don't I, think it's just video games. It's pretty much any online thing. Not even it doesn't even have to be anonymous because it's like people get behind a keyboard or something like that in general and automatically become bullies because how there's are you no, going to know where to find them? There's no immediate repercussion. Yeah. If they say something messed up. Yeah. Which I mean, like that's pretty much just what has happened with the advent of technology, but especially like in a competitive online environment where like it's against people that you've more than likely never met before, never will interact with again. Uh, there is the whole like trash talking environment in games, which I mean, hey, I've heard my fair share and I've done my fair share too. <laughs> but there's lines that you don't cross. Yeah. And for sure. like trying to say you should go kill yourself. No, you don't say that to people no. because. Not only is that completely wrong and you don't know what that person's going through in the first place, Mm -hmm. if they're depressed and that would just be the last straw, but also you can be charged for that if they do. Exactly. Because you told them to. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, it's, you know, like bullying is just not okay. There is like, you know, some trash talking environments in different games. To some extent, if that's for you, as long as you keep it somewhat clean, generally, like, I have no issue with it, but when you start crossing lines, whether it's bullying or being racist or sexist or any of those other, let's just say that it's a video game, guys. Like, if you want to be competitive, you know, like, talk a little smack, that's one thing, but, like, don't attack the person personally. Yeah. You should know the lines not to cross. Yeah. And if not, you should do some research on that before you start trash talking. Yeah, or just not play the video game. Yeah, that too. Yeah, or mute, you, mute yourself. Yeah, that I was going to say. I know some people, they can't control their temper, so they just mute themselves. Yes. But at that point, like I feel like you're just kind of like Band-Aid on the situation, but yeah, I digress. Some other points here uh, he has are addiction and gaming disorders. Uh, though while not yet officially recognized by the American Psychiatric Association... Gaming addiction has been recognized as a serious issue by the World Health Organization, or the WHO. Excessive gaming can lead to neglecting other important aspects in life, such as work, school, and relationships. Which I do agree. Yes. Like. As a Sims player that had a mini coffee pot in my bedroom as a teenager and, or a child or whatever. I can only imagine. And staying up for whole days playing this game. I can say that it can definitely become an addiction and you have to know your boundaries and maybe set timers if you have that problem. Mm -hmm. That's how I do it, at least. I have timers that I set and give myself a specific amount of time to self-care play my game, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a good, like, that's a really smart way to go about doing it. Like, just kind of, like, budget your time. Like, if you know that you only want to play for so long, then just set a timer. That way, if you let yourself get immersed and you lose track of time, the timer hey, was like, hey, back to reality now. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. We all joke about having, like, rookie numbers when it comes to, like, gaming hours and streaks and stuff. Like, back in the day, like, it was nothing to, like, game for eight hours at a time. Yeah. Easy. Fifteen hours if I was wanting to push it. Like, if I didn't have to do anything that day. At the end of the day, like, there's other stuff in life besides video games. Yeah. You know, like, I love my Zelda. I love all my RPGs. Pretty much, like, all the games I've played, I pretty much love. But there's a lot more to life than that. Yeah. Remember that, guys. 
and girls and anything else that you might associate yourself with. I'm trying to respect everybody. <laughs> if you love your video games and you really like to, you know, play them, stream them, whatever, just remember, take care of yourself. And there's other stuff. Hug your kids. Kiss your wife. Your clean husband, your whatever. Clean, yeah, clean your house. Clean your car. Go to work. Don't forget work. Yeah, like, like. Because if it's an online game, you have to be able to pay the internet bill. Exactly. Like, if nothing else, like, you got to remember, like, you got to go to work so you can pay that bill so that way you can play that game. And the relationships thing. Uh, see, I can understand because, I mean, you were there in that part of my life where yeah. I hated being ignored by a video game. But Joey, the person obviously I'm with now, um, it, we have it where he has his TV next to my TV, both of them facing the couch. So, I can either watch what I want to watch or play whatever I want to play, and mm -hmm. he can play whatever he wants to play on his TV, but we can still be together, communicate, talk, cuddle. So I like the way that's done. I mean, like, that's a good, like, healthy way to do it rather than it just being, like, just the one TV yeah. in the one space. And it's either you watch what's going on or you just sit there. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I always got, you know, I always got that. Like, I used to, you know, try to, like, be like, hey, man. I'm nobody's keeper, yeah. as far as that goes. Yeah, that's but I, but I'm good. <laughs> like but I'm happy for you though. You yeah. know, like I'm glad that like y'all got a good balance going on stuff. Like I have something kind of like similar with my old lady. You know, like at her house or whenever I'm there. Like I've got like my little like desk area set up, and I've got my little monitor, and pretty much I just have it set to where I can plug up my switch or uh, computer, whatever, to it. And she yeah. has her TV on top of the dresser, like right next to it. Yeah, it and works out a lot better. And, like, most of the time, like, literally, like, what she's doing is that she's sitting there watching Friends for, like, the millionth fucking time. Oh, yeah. No, offen no offense to people. actually been doing that myself. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> so, like, she's watching Friends, and I'm sitting there playing Dragon Quest. And if we want each other's attention or anything like that, we just talk. Yeah. And we just make sure to listen to each other. We don't try to ignore each other. That's yeah. the big thing. Care. Yeah. If you care, act like it. Exactly. If you love your video games that much, your partner will understand. But at the same time, you also have to remember your partner's with you, not just because they love you, but because you love them. If you act like you love the video game more than them, eventually all you'll have is the video game. Yeah. As, as much as I love video games, they do not replace people, guys. No. Well, hey. depends on the person. Like you said, if you really love this person and y'all are treating each other good, then... No, the video game cannot replace them. In some cases, there's people I've met that I would much rather replace with a video game. Well, yeah, I mean, like we all, I think, <laughs> very we, negative people. Like I'm sure we've all, you know, like met a person that we would gladly trade for, you know, like a copy of Skyrim or something like that, you know, or you know, a toothpick. Well, you know, like tomato, tomato. <laughs> like at this point, like there's so many copies, it might as well be a toothpick. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we've been getting a little sidetracked there. Yeah. Uh, on to the next thing uh, he has listed here is physical injuries. Uh, RSIs or repetitive strain injuries are a common problem for gamers uh, who often spend hours hunched over a controller or keyboard. In rare cases, these injuries can be severe and debilitating. Things such as like arthritis, early onset arthritis, bad posture. I'm definitely one of those people. The bad postures. I really don't have a problem with my hands mm -hmm. as of yet anyway. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. But I do have a problem with the not sitting appropriately after a while, and mm. then my neck or my shoulders or back starts to hurt. Which that dips back into a previous point that we made with setting the timers. Yeah. You know. Give like, yourself some stretch time, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my girlfriend, like, she's really big on, like, stretching. And, like, she'll be like, have you stretched? And I'll be like, not for a while. She's like, okay, stop. 
stretch. Yeah. You have to get up and stretch. Otherwise, you and, get those pains. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're our age. And you will find <laughs> out fast. <laughs> <laughs> the next bullet we have here is more around like actual violent incidents. And he has here, while it's important to note that the vast majority of gamers are not violent, there have been some high-profile cases of violence that have been linked to video games in the past. Some argue that violent video games can desensitize players to violence and make them more likely to act aggressively in real life. Now, Mm -hmm. I will say that I agree on the point of that if you play a lot of very violent, gruesome, gory video games, to a point, eventually, you do become desensitized to it. Yeah. That's just something that happens. You adapt. However, I've played a lot of violent video games. I love Doom, but it's never given me the urge to go out here and try to, like, rip somebody in half. (laughs) Now, I mean, like, there's been situations where, like, someone has made me angry enough to, like, possibly want to, like, rip that person in half. But I've never, like, played a game of Call of Duty and be like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and grab me a gun and go (laughs) do something with it. Like, no. Yeah. But it's not even really just the game. If you get angry enough at someone then you're likely to have negative thoughts about them anger, anyway without the video game. Like, anger is just a pretty negative emotion in general, Yeah. to state the obvious. And if you don't manage it correctly, it can lead to you making some bad decisions that lead to some pretty bad repercussions. And video games, I have met quite a few people that have quote-unquote raged pretty hard, but never I've seen to the point where like they're wanting to get like physically violent against somebody else. Yeah. Now again, like I have heard people get mad and talk some pretty mad shit before, but that doesn't mean you have the right to physically assault someone. No. Which again, back to a previous point we made, you know, like even if you do get mad and is uh, something that my girlfriend likes to say a lot, you may not be able to control how you feel, but to an extent you can control on how you act on how you feel. Yes. If it makes you that mad, then turn the game off. Yeah. Take a break. Because remember, guys, it's a video game. You're supposed to be having fun. It's not just about, like, being number one or getting the highest score or the fastest time or the rarest item. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been on the grind, and I understand the frustration and, you know, the anger that you can feel sometimes from, you know, being disappointed or having an issue or obstacle pop up, especially if it's another player. But it's still a game. Like, I, I try to remind myself personally, Beth, like, if I start getting a little bit, like, too angry or frustrated, that's when I turn the game off. Yeah. Because, like, what's the point? Like, I'm playing the game to relax. And, yeah, and most likely once you go eat something or Take do a nap or drink yeah. some water or something, yeah. Take some time away from it and then with a fresh mind go back, you're probably more likely to accomplish whatever your goal was in the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you're not getting so frustrated. Basically just self-care. Yeah. Like, the video games are part of your self-care. Well, remember, don't let the video games be part of the reason why you need (laughs) (laughs) self-care. Another point that he has here, which is a big disclaimer that I know a lot of people, especially uh, people around our age, recognize from, like, the early era Mm -hmm. uh, PlayStation games. Seizure warnings. Uh, Some video games, particularly those with flashing lights or rapid movement, can trigger epileptic seizures in susceptible individuals. That makes sense. It says here, in the early 1990s, Video games were still a relatively new medium, and there were few established guidelines for content. Mortal Kombat burst onto the scene in 1992 with its digitized actors, realistic fighting moves, and over-the-top fatalities. 
The game's signature feature, the Fatality, allowed players to perform gruesome finishing moves on their defeated opponents, complete with spurting blood, bone breaking, and organ excision or explosion, depending on person and the move. <laughs> this level of violence was unprecedented in video games at the time and sparked immediate controversy. Parents, politicians, and the media all voiced concerns about the potential impact of such graphic violence on children. Basically, Mortal Kombat is the uh, reason for the ESRB. The controversy surrounding Mortal Kombat's violence led to the creation of the Entertainment Software Rating Board, or ESRB, in 94. This industry-backed organization was tasked with rating video games based on their content, giving parents a clear indication of what their children might be exposed to. So basically, that's where we get like our PG yeah. or M. Or T for teen. Yes. Um, see, I, that makes sense. Because I, I can understand why some parents would not want their children to see that, I guess. But I wasn't raised where that kind of thing was hidden from me. And I'm I'm not going around murdering people. Nah. I mean, like, and I've seen you get pretty angry before. Yeah. I, I, I definitely have quite a temper <laughs> when it comes down to it. Well, depending on what it's about, like you've yeah. had like some pretty valid reasons to be mad before, and just yeah. I've been more surprised at your no offense, like don't take it the wrong way, but like surprised at your amount of self control. Oh, without, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, like like that's a good surprise kind of thing. But uh, well, getting back, sorry, a little sidetrack there. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was actually the first video game to ever receive an M rating for mature, which at that hmm. point, with public perception. Uh, it became a turning point with how video games in general were perceived and regulated. Which, uh, moving on here, he's got... It's important to remember that video games are just one form of entertainment, and they should be enjoyed responsibly. Some tips for preventing tragedies related to video games are, as we talked about earlier, set limits. Uh, establish clear rules and limits for how much time you or your children can spend playing video games. Agreed? That's agreed. Promote balance. Encourage other activities and interests outside of gaming, such as physical activity, social interaction, and hobbies. Which, I like D&D and video games, so Baldur's Gate is like two and one for me. So <laughs> I've been making stickers. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's my extra little hobby at the moment. Hey, people buy stickers. <laughs> make enough of them, you can sell them on Amazon, make you, make you a little money. Yeah, I was looking into that earlier today. Next point here, I think you should do that. Uh... Communicate openly. Talk to your children about the risks of cyberbullying and online harassment. Basically, just, you know, if you have children and they're, you know, and you're okay with them getting on the online scene and talking and playing with other players, just make sure that you make them aware of how some people can be and how to, you know, like properly like protect themselves and how to interact with others in a good, proper, healthy way to where yeah. They and other they themselves and the other players can have fun, but be able to recognize a toxic player when you see one and be able to how to either deal with them or how to avoid them. Yeah, and probably make them comfortable enough to where if something bad like that, if mm -hmm. they encounter someone or something like that, that they are comfortable enough to come to you and talk, and you'll hopefully be able to help them either block this person or. Help them in some way. Make sure you got a good, strong support system. Yeah. Kind of building on that a little bit. Kind of like be aware of all the risks associated with video games. The risks, per se. Uh, educate yourself and your family about the potential problems associated with video game addiction and violent content. I'm not trying to, like, insinuate there that violent content can inherently make other people violent. 
But like with anything, especially with children, they imitate what they see, mm-hmm. like younger children. And if you, they don't, if they can't differentiate between like what is considered real versus not, then they might perceive something violent as something that it's okay to do if they don't understand any yeah. different. Which that's just like an understanding of just like children in one perspective, but also like video game addiction in general. Remember, take breaks, set limits, promote the balance, communicate with people, be aware, be self-aware. His next point here is uh, choosing age-appropriate games. So basically, just whenever uh, you're looking at the player themselves, regardless of like age and maturity, take that into account and make sure that they're getting the appropriate games to play. Yeah. If a game is rated M for mature, it may not be the best game to buy your six-year-old for Christmas. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like a matter said, of, like, it again, depends on the child yeah. and their maturity level. And the content and, of the game itself. Yeah, the content of the game. What the parents, obviously, are comfortable with. Because sometimes they give out some ratings kind of loosely. Yeah. Like, they could have, like, one word in it and it earned it that rating. Yeah. It, it, yes. Um check to see like if you don't want your children exposed to the blood and gore but you're okay with them hearing a curse word or two then go into check that out do your research you know like try to figure out a little bit about the game what it's about you know that kind of thing i mean like we live in an age now where people if there's a video game there has been someone that's played it and streamed it and recorded it somewhere yeah so you can for sure find out let's see Next point, like we talked about earlier, take breaks. Get up and move around regularly. Try not to sit for too long. Trying to avoid your RSIs. And uh, also, too, uh, which is kind of an... I feel like for those that are in this category, it's kind of obvious. But uh, be mindful of flashing lights. If you or someone that you know is susceptible to seizures, epileptic ones, uh, that are brought about by rapid uh, flashing lights movement, uh, avoid games with these. And uh, also, too, like, if you have a friend, make sure that, like, you give them the heads up if, like, you know there's something that's about to happen. Or if you've seen yeah. a warning. Like, like there's been a couple of friends before in the past that I've had that I've been like, hey, I'm playing this game. It's got this warning on it. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I just need to make sure that I probably don't sit too close to the TV or something. And I'm yeah. like, okay, because I don't want you to start having a seizure in my floor either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do if you start doing that. Pretty much with just being aware of all these things with potential risks and being able to take uh, proper steps, healthy steps to prevent them, uh, we can all collectively ensure that video games remain a safe and enjoyable form of entertainment for everybody. Though, while the mass majority of gamers are peaceful and enjoy games as a form of entertainment, as I just said, uh, there have been, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a couple of crimes that have been linked to uh, game releases or gamers or games in general, though it's important to remember that correlation does not necessarily imply causation, and that uh, the incidents that uh, we're getting ready to talk about are considered extremely rare compared to the overall positive impact of video games. Some of the violent crimes that have been linked to video games was a Columbian High School shooting in 1999. Columbine? Columbine. Oh, I thought it was a typo. (laughs) No, it's okay. Oh, okay. Columbine High School shooting in 1999. The perpetrators were Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. They were known to be avid players of violent video games, and some have speculated that these games may have been the reason 
or the influence for their actions. Okay. I don't well, know anything about this case, and there's no link below, so. Well, like, <laughs> like I, I want to say I like faintly remember like reading something about this. To me, I think that was kind of like a move by the defense. Yeah. Trying to be like, hey, we played a lot of violent video games. That's part of the reason why we thought this was okay to do. Yeah, like when we were talking about the Dungeon and Dragon Satanic Panic, that one mm-hmm. that wanted to use his defense as the game made him do it. He'd, to it's me, not, no, the game did not make you do anything. You did that. That was your free will. Yeah, like the lawyer was just like, yeah, we'll just blame it on the video game. So they'll like take, you know, they'll take off like five, ten years or something or lower it down. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully that did not work. Yeah. So, how uh, currently the research, uh, from what I understand, between uh, video games and violence is still pretty complex and inconclusive. Yeah. They've not been able to prove one way or the other conclusively as to whether uh, violent video games in and of themselves uh, can create violent tendencies. Which I move to say that if violent video games can do that, then any kind of violent media can do that. Not just video games. Yeah. Which is kind of what this next one says also. Mm. Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in 2012. Adam Lanza was the shooter. Mm -hmm. He was also known to be a fan of violent video games, especially the first-person shooter ones. Mm -hmm. But there were also other factors that likely contributed to his actions, and it's really impossible to say definitely whether or not video games played a role in his actions. Yeah, which I mean, it's that's something. It's probably always going to be impossible to. I mean, like I, like I'm no expert, and like obviously I'm not him or anything. But I mean, like I feel like you definitely probably have some mental issues to begin with if you play a video game and you think going out and doing it in real life is acceptable. Yeah, and okay, especially like, like walking into an elementary school. Running. I mean, like yeah, I mean like if you if you need help and you need to talk to somebody. Like, we'll put links below for all the hotlines. Always feel free to call. There's always someone to talk to. Reach out to somebody. Like, never feel like you have to resort to an extreme violent act like that to feel like you're heard or understood. Like, there's always help available. Unfortunately, like, uh, the next incident that we're getting ready to talk about, we have another person that, unfortunately, decided that they needed to do a little bit more of a, uh, Violent outcry. Take it away, Beth. El Paso shooting in 2019. The shooter was Patrick Cru- Crucius. 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 Allegedly, he wrote a manifesto expressing anti-immigrant views and referencing several video games, including Call of Duty. Hmm. It was not clear whether these games played a role in his motivations. I think he was just racist. Yeah, which I mean... To me, that seems kind of like just like a technicality. Like he just, he liked games and mm-hmm. he decided to like, that was like. He decided to like the wrong part of the game. Yeah, I would say that. Um, he which was I mean, on the bad side. Well, I mean, like anyone that typically tries to go to an extreme length, I say like a lot of their motivations depend on like the content that they absorbed growing up. So if mm-hmm. all you ever did was play a lot of video games and that's all you really have to draw from. But anyway, there's just all very sad. <laughs> Yeah. The one that I've probably heard the most throughout my life or mm. childhood, whenever games actually began to show up, was the theft and fraud because of Grand Theft Auto burglaries. Oh, I ho- I heard so much. Yeah. Like, everyone talks so bad about Grand Theft Auto. Like, I remember it was, like, banned 
Yeah. In like my family's house. <laughs> and a lot of people I knew, like it was apparently banned in their household because it was just like, you can hire a prostitute and you can rape them and then you can steal people's cars and beat them to death and go yeah. rob a bank. And I'm like, yeah, it's Grand Theft Auto. It, yeah, That's like, in the title, it, it, it's, pretty it's much. a video game. It's <laughs> it's rated, you know, like M for Mature for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, but just because it's a video game, though, and like we you said earlier, doesn't make it okay to go out and do these things. Yeah. I can understand this one, why people would think that. But like I said, if you're out there in real life actually doing this, then you need some sort of mental help. I'm not trying to be mean at all. I'm being yeah. serious. You need to go get some mental help if you can't tell the difference in a video game in real life. <laughs> yeah, like we said earlier. Good life advice. <laughs> there's always someone to talk to. Reach out to somebody. Never feel like you're alone. There's too many people in the world to be alone. Yes. Uh, but talking a little bit more about on the theft and fraud, though, and this is very real things that happen nowadays even still. Not so much the Grand Theft Auto-inspired uh, burglaries, <laughs> uh, though maybe they still happen. I'm not sure. I don't try to keep up the date on this specifically. I think it's because of the Grand Theft Auto. I think it's because people want to go out and rob people or places yeah, because like, oh, they want money. They're like, oh, he looks like the dude off of Grand Theft Auto. He must or, have played that video game. Yeah, or... There's also those cases where they're so hungry that that's what they're, or they don't have a place to go in the cold. And I've heard that people will do that just to simply go to jail so they'll have a warm place to sleep during the winter. And that's sad. Yeah. It's not always because of the video game. No. Like, there's <laughs> always other reasons. Yeah. There's always more variables than just the one. Uh, another issue uh, are scammers. Scammers have been known to target gamers specifically, uh, stealing their virtual goods or accounts. Basically, stealing your personal information to be able to, like, steal your World of Warcraft account or maybe wiping out your, just, your accounts in general. Yeah, like Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. They stole his ostrich. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, credit card fraud or debit card fraud. Uh, in some cases, gamers have been victims of fraud uh, where their information have been stolen used to purchase in-game items. Basically, you know, uh, the most common thing is, you know, kids... Getting in their parents' wallets. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's yeah. usually the most common thing. But, it like, some people legitimately, like, will hack yeah. and steal other people's info. And then just, hey, they got a $5,000 limit. Well, that's a lot of in-game purchases. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but it's like any other online thing that you put your card into or your information. You just got to be careful with that and regularly, I guess, change passwords or something or PIN numbers mm -hmm. and... Part of that self-care, which in 2023, part of that self-care is uh, taking care of your digital well-being being as well. Speaking of, our next points here are cyberbullying and uh, the harassment associated with it. Online threats and abuse. Some gamers have been targeted with online threats both in and out of the game. Where uh, some people take it a little bit more personally and uh, essentially do kind of like stalk you online. Yeah. Figure out who you actually are, not just your gamer tag. Yeah. And then in some more extreme cases, with doxing, uh, gamers have had their personal information shared online without their consent, leading to harassment and stalking by other people. That and, were angry with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's or, not okay. Which, not so much always just angry. Sometimes there's like really weird ones out there. Yeah. I actually didn't even think about that while we were going into this episode. I would be pretty pissed off. Like, have you ever heard of the concept of being swatted? No. 
Okay, like basically, and it's happened. Like you can like look this up right now if you want to. Live streamers like on Twitch, YouTube, and stuff, where uh, someone gets a hold of their personal info, and then while they're streaming, Mm -hmm. they uh, call in that like they're a terrorist or something, or like they're extremely violent, or that they got someone held hostage or something that they need SWAT. And the way the protocols are set in place, like, there's no, they just send a police officer to investigate. Like, they, yeah. they send in the SWAT team. Uh, well, that would make sense, and but it's a complete waste of time for these people. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> everybody, like, does not have a good day because the SWAT team gets mobilized. Yeah, when there no could reason. be an actual emergency. Exactly. So, that's also not okay. <laughs> oh, it's very illegal to, like, you know, make illegal, uh, you know, make false 911 claims. Yeah. It's where, obviously, Joey, being a first responder, he gets mm-hmm. all kinds of nonsense calls. Oh, I'm sure. About people that just, they don't like the fact that their neighbors are burning a little bit of brush. Or, oh, I, but there's smoke from this brush fire. Okay, yeah, what do you expect? But it's really, it's under control. Like, they'll get there and they'll see that someone is there tending to this. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason that they should have been called. Or the alarms. I don't know how they work, but those alarms where you don't have to call, it just automatically sends an emergency like notice out. home security stuff. Yeah, there's little glitches in them or whatever. I don't know how they, they work. And they have to respond. And they have to respond to that, but it was a complete waste of their time. It's... Yeah. Don't call unless it's an actual emergency. Yeah, like it's an emergency service. If it's something service. that you cannot handle yourself, then okay, call. Like there's a better use of emergency services than pranking somebody. Yeah. But uh, just to reiterate, uh, it's very important to know that the incidents that we've talked about today are considered extremely rare and do not rep- represent the vast majority of games or gamers. It is important, however, to be aware of the potential risks associated with online gaming and to take steps to protect yourself. A few tips are uh, right here. Be mindful of the information you share online. Be careful about who you interact with online. Make sure that you use strong passwords and keep your online accounts secure. And as you mentioned earlier, occasionally, you know, change them. Uh, Report any abusive behavior to the game's moderators. And make sure that you take breaks from gaming and engage in other activities. You know, talk to somebody. Hug somebody. Pet a dog, eat a burger, you know, drink a milkshake, take a nap. Especially the eating and drinking oh, yeah. thing. You got to remember to, maybe not the drinking thing, because I tend to always have a drink around me. You know, drink your water. But get up, eat something, stretch. I also have a 30-minute timer to walk. Also good. Yeah, because especially, maybe if you're not a kid, because I remember when I was a kid, I, like I said, I stayed for days drinking coffee and playing Sims, and I didn't feel it in my body. My 29-year-old body now, you it's feel not it. having it. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, I, I feel you. 31-year-old body, ain't feeling it either. <laughs> ain't no better. But uh, just also too, to reiterate, guys, if you or someone you know is experiencing cyberbullying, harassment, Please contact a help organization. There's always someone there to help, someone that you can talk to. Uh, we'll make sure to put these in the link in the description below if you need them later, but I'll go ahead and give them out now. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline, 988. Uh, the Crisis Text Line, you can text HOME to 741-741. And the Trevor Project, uh, the number is 1-866-488-7386.
And also to remember guys, video games can be a safe and enjoyable form of entertainment when played responsibly and respectfully. Be aware of the potential risks and taking steps to protect yourself, and you can help prevent tragedies from occurring in the first place. Well, do you have any final thoughts or anything like that, Beth? Or anything you would like to add? Well, just hope that everybody can learn balance when it comes to video games. Be safe. Hopefully some of these tips will help you to do all this. And don't go out in real life and run over a sex worker and steal her money or rob a bank. Or steal people's cars. That's bad manners. Or illegal. <laughs> and illegal. But yeah, guys, just remember it's a video game. Have fun. But it is a fictional game. You live in the real world, not the game. So take your breaks. Interact with your people. Whoever, whatever it may be, just take care of yourselves. feel like this has become more of like a public service episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting episode on horrific history and hauntings. Yeah. It's okay. There were a few crime cases in here, so okay. all good. Okay. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, this has been uh, the Oddball episode. All links will be in the description below uh, for all of our social medias, uh, Twitter or X. Still can't uh, remember to which one it's supposed to be. I'm so used to calling it Twitter. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow us on TikTok. YouTube, and other social medias. Uh, like and subscribe. Don't forget to comment. We do want to hear your feedback. Let us know what y'all think. If there's anything that you would like to hear from us specifically for any of our channels. Uh, again, the link below for uh, the Gruesome Gaming Group Network. Uh, where all of our channels for Horrific History and Hauntings with Beth and Raimi. Brother Knows Quest. Also, Beth and Raimi, where Raimi goes over tabletop RPGs with Beth. And then my podcast with Raimi, Leveling Duo, where we're just two friends that talk about video games that we've either played before in the past or currently playing or look forward to playing in the future. Thank you for listening. This has been Dakota. And I'm Beth. Logging off. Logging off.